This is the TFT Podcast, Theory for Turntables. I'm Matt, and that's Ryan. Ryan, they say friends don't destroy one another. What do they know about friends? Matt, I hope you die. I hope we both die. Was that a troll or was that a double troll? It was a double troll. Uh, so we, we, we game theoried each other perfectly. Right? So, um, uh, <laughs> Let me just say first that these are lyrics off the Mountain Goats uh, 2002 album Tallahassee. Uh, their seventh, I believe, studio album, if Wikipedia is to be believed. And it contains a song that I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time on called No Children, the chorus to which is I Hope You Die, I, I Hope We Both Die. And, and Ryan can pick up the game theory narration from here. Well, so, uh, you know, and, and that is uh, the one of the most kind of beloved lines on one of the most beloved Mountain Goat songs both in general and by um, by 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 the two of us. And I think this song, um, which I, I think I would call the national anthem of TFT, uh, <laughs> is 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 why we I think one of several reasons why uh, I nominated this uh, to be our 300th episode um, album. Right. Because we're not quite there chronologically. Right. We, we've d- jumped ahead from 1998 to 2002. Um, and we'll we'll go back to ninety eight uh, next week. But you know the, the early two thousands are already in sight, so it seemed like not entirely out of the realm of possibility. Um, and I think that thematically it uh, it connects to actually what we did for the last two weeks uh, to the uh, to uh, Little Plastic Castle and. Um, and and to uh, uh, XO uh, Elliot Smith's XO of these albums that are kind of transitional moments from a more solo recording project by a singer songwriter to something like a full band. Um, and so uh, and so though uh, in in you know Matt sort of said oh I get to go first with the lyric right um, and and I said well and and I assumed that he would be choosing a uh the line uh the chorus of no children so i and i said well it doesn't matter because i picked a different lyric which was the uh the line um about friends not destroying one another i knew it i knew Uh, that that would be the number two position on the you know on the 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 what game chart right well, and and these two lines being the ones that we that we were able to basically do our invisible tango around is kind of what this album's about. <laughs> it's really it's really kind of what this podcast is about, and it's really what Ryan and my relationship right. is about on some level. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's about there's a certain amount of knowing. Right. It's it's I mean, and again, this is an idea of um, a little bit the uh, idea that we coined um, on our Fiona Apple, uh, Fiona Apple um, episode a few weeks ago of the special technique of emotional shadow boxing. I think that, you know, that this album is when the emotional shadow boxing becomes real boxing. Right. Um, and uh, and and is about um a lot of different things right um and is a is is about is a concept album a kind of um thematic album about um a couple um living in a house in, in Tallahassee and married couple living in a house in Tallahassee um and this couple is Right, so that you know, Tallahassee is entirely about this couple, but it is not the entirety of this couple's kind of story in the Mountain Goats universe, right? And this couple um, existed prior to Tallahassee in songs with the 
prefix um, outright are known um, in the the mountain goats uh, fandom, you know, by the goatologists uh, as the alpha couple. Um, And there have been um, lots written uh, on the alpha couple uh, compilations of all kind of known alpha couple songs um are can be found on youtube or on uh on on spotify every every serious goatologist has their own particular uh chronology of what the alpha couple songs are Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like there so there are there are things about this it's funny john uh, jd uh john darneal lends himself a little bit to this kind of like obsessive fandom, right? I feel like I feel like there's probably a continuum of of artists in all media that um that either lend themselves or don't lend themselves to this kind of sort of research, tracking down variant editions. And there's something about the mountain goats that, that does it. And I think it's a combination of what gets produced. Like, like in his case, like a lot of alternative recordings, a lot of like, uh, you know, sort of privately distributed cassette EPs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that you, that, I mean, now everything, you know, Belinky wrote about this on over thinking it like now now nothing is scarce anymore because everything is on youtube but the the at the time like you really had to work to get your hands on on some of this rare stuff and um and also i think something about the the quality of the material right like it's it's material that that seems to speak to seems to awaken the obsessive tendencies of people, <laughs> people prone to obsessive tendencies, right? Like, right. Which is a combination, I think, of the depth, like of, of how good it is and also kind of how intense it is and the kind of difficult areas of, of human experience that it, that it wades into. But he seems like John Darnell, when he performs, he seems beatific. Right. Like he seems <laughs> like so happy, uh, you know, and he's singing this, these terrible things about like in the case of, uh, uh, the sunset tree, which we'll get to at episode 400. Um, the, uh, you know, his, his abuse at the hands of his stepfather as a child. Um, he sings about these things, but it's, it's also like, he just has this beautiful, brilliant smile on his face when he's performing live. And it's this weird, uh, it's this weird incongruity. You, you would expect him to do the kind of the performance of rage, uh, in a more kind of folk metal kind of way, you know, (laughs) and, uh, and he doesn't anyway. No, I, I think that's, I think that's right. And I think that the other, I mean, two other pieces that are kind of related that lead to the obsessive uh, quality is a just how and this kind of relates to what you were saying, just how good these songs are, right? Yeah. And just just from a a uh, piece of writing, and as as kind of and and it works on just so many levels, right? As songwriting, as kind of pieces of kind of melody and and song, um, as um as poetry right as as sets of words um and then um and and then as kind of words delivered rhythmically by voice right and this is something that i've come to appreciate a little bit uh on the podcast that um that that jd is doing um 
the uh, is co-hosting or participating in the I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats podcast, um, in which they go um, song by song through uh, in the first season through all hail West Texas. Yeah. Um, uh, JD and uh, and with Joseph Fink from from Night Vale. Yeah, that um, JD and that other guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and it's but it's it's good, and it's it's good to have the kind of um, it's kind of a it's kind of a reverse uh, WTF with Mark Marin, right? Uh, <laughs> right, uh, because like Mark Marin is like supposed to be the interlocutor, but he is the one who does all the talking. He asks a question and then answers it um, while the interviewee sits there. So, um, so I only listen to the Mountain Goats. Uh, it is more uh, rectifies that and. And it just gets in both in kind of talking to JD and then also as the guests who are covering it come in, really kind of talk about kind of the the delivery and the phrasing um, and how it works. And and also hearing JD kind of talk about poetry and really thinking about this kind of from a um, from a, the perspective of um, meter and scansion um, kind of reawakens that kind of aspect of of the music and that kind of attention to detail in the craft. And then I think the other that kind of leads to the obsession, right? So it's, you know, these lead to this obsessiveness because these are just fantastic songs. Um, and then the, the last though, is that there, there is pattern, right? That there's pattern and yeah. repetition yeah, yeah. over, over a, a great, amount of um this is a, a every time I kind of dive in to the mountain goats i'm i always become a little overwhelmed but it's, it's, it's this paradox where and i think i talked about this um at episode 100 when we we did all hail west texas of i feel that like you know there are several mountain goats albums um that count among my fav- favorite albums uh of all time and yet i i still feel like i know a f- uh, a a fraction of of the mountain goats discography right because it is just huge and especially that in in the kind of older material and kind of the the cassette releases and the, the limited run releases there are these patterns in kind of song titles in you know the use of of latin and the use of place names um and uh and there are kind of these hence you know we talked a lot on the west texas um episode about the inscription on the cover and it kind of says that you know a set a, a number of people <laughs> that are there and so that leads to theorizing right that there's both kind of detail and pattern but then also space for you to fill in the the gaps right and for you to do that work of completing the patterns and making that meaning um and and there are just so many kind of of those points of information and possible patterns that it it, it like that it, it is this um this endless kind of kaleidoscope of meaning that you can keep interpreting and reinterpreting um through different lenses of um the catalog right and so this is our so the mountain goats are our our first and only four timers uh, on this podcast right yeah, I'm, done... I'm, I'm totally comfortable with that for what it's yeah, yeah. worth yeah so we don't only listen to the mountain goats but we mostly listen to the mountain goats, <laughs> right so it's a different podcast right um it's pot- the, the mountain goats are the modal band that we discuss on this uh on this podcast <laughs> you always you always wondered when you learned the three methods uh of averaging right in in math class right. what the what the hell the third one was for right like i get median right it's like the over under i yeah. get in i guess in betting it's called the over under i i get mean because it's useful for arithmetic i was like why why the 
the the why the mode and and this is why. So this was for what it's worth. Tallahassee was my first Mountain Goats record, and so it's like uh, uh, this was the one that that started me. Um, this one that started me down the the you know uh, it if if only I had started the the lifelong path which if only I had started it sooner would be even longer of a lifelong path um, the uh, and and you uh, turned me on to it Ryan and this was definitely another set of records that was an outgrowth of of the emusic.com dot com right. service where I just needed to buy indie records and and all these four AD records were on uh, were like licensed to e-music so you could get drm free mp3s not terribly high quality mp3s but uh but you know enough to uh love to enough to listen to you on your 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 tinny ipod um earbuds and uh and man i devoured this like um and it led to it led to uh to all the other ones i actually i resisted some of the I like the sunset tree um, before, you know, before, cause, cause it was just too commercial, man. <laughs> this sound, this sound was just, but like, this, so you went backwards. Did you go backwards into the, the West the guitar, te- West, guitar and boombox? Yeah. Like? West Texas mostly, yeah. you know, and which is, which is remarkable that that's the same year. I mean, I think that that's, and I think it's also partially why this is appropriate that yeah. they're both 2002 records. Right? right. And that, um, and, and they're, they're really the bookends of uh, an era or kind of, I guess, they're kind of they're actually what they are are if you have a it's a long bookshelf right. and uh and, and it's broken up by two sets of bookends yeah. so they are adjacent non non inward facing bookends sure. right yeah and, and this is like um right and this sort of goes to this the it inaugurates the current sweep, which you know not I won't say it reached it's reached its apotheosis because there may be an even more uh carefully recorded record, but like goths the the record from this year which we covered um sounds beautiful right like yeah. and yeah. and uh and, which is you know which is great and like i I really recommend this I only listen to the mountain goats podcast to listen to John darneal talk about his his process is is really amazing um, to listen to him talk about sort of issues of intensity, issues of songwriting craft, uh, issues of like how trying like sort of trying to make things happen in the studio. Right. And apparently early on in his studio recording, like there would have to be uh, an engineer like following him around yeah. with a microphone because he would just kind of amble around the room. And like, you know, when he did a take, that was the take. And that you know that was it yeah. you know and that's i love that uh and i think he's sort of matured since that but this is like you know anyway we should we should uh we should dig into tallahassee it's a trim 45 minutes there's a lot of songs on it so they have this uh this sort of punk thing and it's something that he does a lot right like i i've sort of wondered because i look i play his songs a lot myself at at the piano because they they um they're just very satisfying and the lyrics are very good. And he's, you know, ever since, uh, whoever it is, um, Sasha for Jones or whatever, uh, 
right? Like said, said um, uh, best not America's best non hip hop lyricist. Like he's probably like worn that around his neck uncomfortably, uh, like a toilet seat cover at a roadside diner on your birthday. Um, that like, <laughs> I don't know. That's the kind of thing they would do at a roadside diner. Right. Um, but, uh, but the lyrics are just so fucking good. And, uh, so I, I play these a lot. And like the thing I'm tempted to do a lot is to do the folksing, the folk song thing where you repeat a line at the end or you re- repeat, uh, the first verse at the end, hmm. uh, love, love, love from sunset tree is, mm-hmm. is an example mm-hmm. where that just totally works because, you know, you go back to the first verse repeated and because you've been through the whole song, uh, it all makes sense. It, you know, a new light, a new light is shed on it, but he doesn't do that. He like gets in, gets out, uh, in all, in all of his songs, right? There aren't these sort of choruses that go on forever. There isn't a lot of repetition, uh, when there are choruses, they tend to be kind of too long. Like the choruses will tend to be a couplet. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I hope you die. I hope we both die is the chorus of, uh, of, um, no children, you know? And that's like, uh, that's, that's, uh, so that's how it manages to have like a dozen, 14 tracks on it. And yet, um, yeah, 14 tracks and, um, yet manages to clock in at a trim, a trim 45 minutes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is, I mean, it is interesting. I, I was looking at the lyrics uh, as transcribed on, um, on, on Genius, and they, they call the chorus of uh, No Children the bridge. <laughs> um, and it's a, if it's a bridge, it's a burnt bridge. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's very good. Uh, all right, so go, uh, you know, I don't know, I for the occasional use of this music, I would say probably move in with someone that (laughs) (laughs) that you love, but kind of also despise, uh, at the same time. And, and, uh, you know, let that be your, uh, let that, let that be what you do while you're listening to this. Go give Tallahassee by the mountain goats, uh, a couple of spins and meet us back here after this word from our commercial sponsor. Are you looking to end a relationship? I I like uh, it's so awkward. I can't get out of it. I really am so uh, so trapped and so sad and angry every day, all the time, and and yet I can't bring myself to call it off. Well, good. Then come on down to Tallahassee, Florida. Oh oh, really? Is that the capital of Florida? Why, yes, it is, and I believe it is also the home of Florida State University. Wow. Okay, is that is that what what the main attractions are? Well, you could get a house on Southwood Plantation Road, uh, and then just allow your uh, everything to just dis- dissolve into despair, but then go out with a bang rather than a whimper. I love that. Oh my god, I can I can feel uh, I can feel my love and my hatred sparking into a bright flame that threatens to burn this house down. Good. That's what we are here for in Tallahassee. Come into Tallahassee and it, let the the cleansing fire clear it out. Mm, thanks, Tallahassee. You're welcome. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, I have I have a question for okay, you, Matt. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Does Tallahassee concern the lives of the alpha couple, a pair of self-destructive alcoholics in a damaged and damaging relationship? No. 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> That's that is reductive and it is false, right? Like uh like uh, like all of of uh like all of the mountain goats well, yeah, I mean, yeah, the answer is a, is a quali- qualified. It, it's yes. got to be a qualified yes. It doesn't not do that, but I wouldn't say that it does that. You know, uh, that that is to say, like, yeah. what what is it? Like, I they're exactly. they're all. So the the psychoanalyst R.D. Lang and and there's going to be a lot of of psychoanalytic theory on this podcast. Uh, so read up on uh, on like let's say Melanie Klein especially I think is the is probably the one to uh, is probably the theorist to um, bone up on for for this album specifically. But uh, R.D. Lang wrote a book uh, called Knots. And it's it's a set of they're almost poems. Uh let me see if I can Google one and uh and see if I can see if I can read you one. Um and it's a it's a book not of like psychoanalytic theory. It's a book of sort of uh um of sort of Problems, psychological problems. Here's here's one of the knots by Artie Lang. A son should respect his father. She, he should not have to be taught to respect his father. It is something that is natural. That is how I've brought up my son anyway. Of course, a father mm. must be worthy of respect. He can forfeit a son's respect. But I hope that at least my son will respect me, if only for leaving him free to respect me or not. Right, and so it's they're they're a set of they're almost yeah. pro, prose poems like this yeah. by the, by this psychoanalyst who is a kind of non traditional sort of fellow, uh, and um, you know, uh, here's here's another one. Uh, my mother loves me. I feel good. I feel good because she loves me. I am good because I feel good. I feel good because I am good. My love, my mother loves me because I am good. Hmm. My mother does not love me. I feel bad. I feel bad because she does not love hmm. me. I am bad because I feel bad. Hmm. I feel hmm. bad because I am bad. I am bad because she does not love me. She does not love me because I am bad. Right? And there are these little prose poems of like, of kind of just problems of almost like rock in a hard place, intractable psychological situations. And that's why the book is called Knots. And this is yeah. sort of, this is an album yeah. of, of knots a little bit. And yes, okay, you can kind of narrativize it. And I, I think he probably does narrativize it. Like they do, I mean, it's not, the, the, the narrative isn't explicit. It's not, you know, right. it's not like, this isn't Volnacura where it's like, you know, six right. months before, three months before before the day of one month after i mean this is more like volna cause uh (laughs) boom boom dad jokes um but the uh you know but like they're they're so i think you can kind of you can sort of string them together into a long narrative but i think there is kind of a larger more humanistic artistic project here and and that's what i would sort of say it's about now i'll say like as opposed to some of the other well uh elliot smith right like uh uh was about how the self is constituted such that happiness is not possible right this is more about an happiness relationally how a kind of dyad can kind of edge itself into uh intractably difficult terrain well i I think that's right and i think that there's also i think that there's a 
key piece here, though, and we talked a lot about kind of unhappiness and sadness and their relation and kind of orthogonality um, last week um, uh, when we talked about Elliot Smith. And I think that there is – I think to also view this only as about an unhappy relationship or a failing or destructive relationship misses something of why the relationship exists or continues as long as it does um and and i think that the the song that um helps uh with this actually is was was left on the cutting room floor with his album right it's an, a song called new chevrolet in flames um that is uh ended up on the ep for C for the single of the ep or kind of single of see america right um and it, and is on we'll put that in the show notes or we'll put one of the kind of alpha couple playlists there and um it was it was actually it was a song that was um is not played often live but was uh was played when i we, i saw the mountain goats um last fall in boston and it was in the um encore set which is usually the bangers right yeah uh and and uh and and jd introduced it by saying you know this is you know, I, I was about to do a song that everyone knows all of the words to, um, and uh, woo, but instead, of, <laughs> no children, woo, no children. Um, they yeah. did, they did close with no children, but it was probably going to be, I don't know, like a, um, like a sun's another sunset tree or, um, or, sure. or all this, hell was yeah, Texas song, the, right? The, yeah, exa- exactly. I like probably like De- Denton with a big chorus of Hail Satan at the end, or like everyone singing "I Don't Want to Die Alone," uh, yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. One of those, right? And and because there's that that segment of every Mountain Goose show, that last piece, which is kind of this cathartic group like church karaoke, right? <laughs> um, and uh, and we, we can we can have talked about that more, but that he interrupted that regularly regularly scheduled sing along um, for this. Um, and uh, and and I think the thing about New Chevrolet and Frames Flames is that it's the same couple, and it's the story of them getting really hammered. Um, coming up and coming up with the idea to dress up, go to a Chevrolet dealership, um, test drive a car, uh, and uh, drive it, drive it uh, a few miles, park it, and set it on fire. <laughs> um, and that's and that's it. And they do it together. Uh, and the song um, has some um, has some really great lyrics about what is both mutually attractive and destructive um about the um the the band and it's and this idea of creation or that the band the the the, the, the relationship um but in that way right a relationship is like a band right um is like a podcast and that is this collective endeavor and it's and i think the the the, the the ideas I as I was thinking about this, you know, I kind of came up with this kind of knot of my own about creation and destruction, right? Um, and and uh, and and I as I was kind of turning this around, right? That there is this there's this idea um, by the um, kind of economist and philosopher Schumpeter, Joseph Schumpeter talks about creative destruction, right? And kind of entrepreneurship um, by kind of um, creating new ideas and displacing old industries engages in this kind of creative destruction. Um, and then the other kind of destruction that um, that came to mind is is kind of the the idea from um, from nuclear war theory of mutually assured destruction right so this I, this dynamic is kind of mutually assured creative destruction <laughs> is what is happening in this relationship and that there is a tremendous amount of 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 of, of kind of um 
animosity and uh, and and kind of rage and and hurt. But there is also a tremendous amount of spark and excitement and ambition um, and overreaching. And these things are mutually mutually constituting. Right. And so that um, and 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 again, that you have this sense of in you know a, a, a desire to create together um and yet an inability to do so right and then the what is create is primarily hurt right and it's even there in the kind of the centerpiece song no children right that is about kind of you know on the one hand it has the has children has has the creation and kind of this um you know the realization of um you know what two people can make uh, something two people can make together um and yet then, then the negation of that right what is made is a kind of um is is a negation right and so and 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 that's also there in i think all of the imagery of fire that is all throughout the album right that there is that a fire is an act of creative destruction because um as it comes into being it also destroys and, and distinguishes right and so i don't know i think that 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 is that kind of tautological and circular nature that that is in the knots um, is is absolutely there in this kind of the this act of creating and destroying um, that's in this relationship dynamic. Yeah, it's like it's sort of half of. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, destruction is like a necessary but not sufficient condition for creation, right? Like I'm thinking about it like in terms of catharsis, and this is like it's yeah. all it's all it's it's a lot of intensity without catharsis right or it's all it's like uh you know it's like um it's like uh vomiting and vomiting and vomiting and never getting over the food poisoning because you're poisoning yourself you know because <laughs> you're uh you're allergic you're allergic to yourself and and that's like um i don't know there's like a lot of uh enmeshment right in these uh uh in in these songs and in in this couple uh for sure in in a lot of these knots and a lot of these sort of relational problems that are uh that are des- described and you kind of can't um where's the one there's there's a lot of uh i i have trouble sometimes mapping the the song titles to the lyrics um uh, and we we locked arms and we came in and we rolled around and the 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 one where they're rolling around. I think that's oceanographer's choice. Yeah. Um, Let's uh, click on that one and see. Um, yeah, and then right exactly. We locked. We uh, everybody's going to need a witness. Yeah. Um, locked arms. And we knocked over the dresser. Yeah, 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 exactly. Where this, so this, this uh, sort of fight is either, I mean, it's either lovemaking or else they're having like a knockdown drag out fight. They're having a fight that like spilled, that gets physical, right? Right. Like, and, uh, and it's kind of both, right? The line is blurred, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And- well, and the next couplet is, I don't mean it when I tell you that I don't love you anymore. And, right? what, is, and what is the status of that statement, right? Like, is it, is it like, uh, um, is it part of the narration? Um, 
I don't mean it. I mean, you can sort of analyze this in terms of tense. It's all in the past tense. And so like when he says, I don't mean it when I tell you, he's, I guess, talking about a situation. I don't, I don't mean it. I habitually don't mean it when I habitually tell you. That's why they're in the present tense, right? It's like the present, it's the present of, of like, uh, you know, habitual action or something like that. And, uh, that I don't love you anymore, but it's also like, it could be part of the narrative that like yeah. a, a part of their, uh, violent lovemaking ritual is to tell each other that they don't love each other anymore. Right. And that, right. that, that, that is like, uh, you know, that that's an important part of the ritual, but it's also false, right? Like the statement is, is also false or at least only, uh, at least partly false and, or, or maybe it's true, but that he doesn't mean it when he says it, which is a different thing from saying I'm lying. It's not true. Uh, it means that my intention is ulterior to the, the, right. the thing, the thing that I want to express, uh, is, is different from the thing, the thing that I am expressing. Right. I, I mean, in that, it also, I, the way I also think about it in the context of kind of a, a role playing as relating to a concept that's integral to another mountain goats album, which we've discussed, uh, which is kayfabe, right? <laughs> the, um, the, the wrestling kind of code of treating everything within wrestling as if it's uh, real. Right. And, um, and so I, I see that there's a little bit of like relationship kayfabe right where it's like i i scream at you i don't love you anymore but that's just you know that's that that's uh that that is just this kind of match this wrestling match that we are doing and i mean this kind of is becomes a wrestling match right um but it's it's uh it's it feels it both is scripted and not scripted right That, that there is a sense that um that that I mean, and I think that that's what's kind of interesting about this album is that early in the album, there's a sense that this is like can go on forever Um, and that, you know, yes, maybe it ought to stop. But there's a sense of, oh, it will go on forever. And then it gets till the end to um, to a sense of um, like, oh, it actually did stop (laughs) Um, the the. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like that, that. um... That it's a that it's a system. It's a system that seems like a self perpetuating system, but mm-hmm. it's not a self perpetuating system. You actually can kind of extinguish uh, the thing, kind of like kind of like fire, right? Where, which where the kind right. of the the brilliant light and the kind of the the uh, the brilliance of it masks the the fact that it's depleting its fuel source, right? And that unless you kind of add more fuel to the fire, if you go to a place with yeah. with no more fuel, that that this this is a closed system and the energy is going to eventually kind of all be extinguished from it. The, the, uh, the psychoanalytic concept that I want to bring up in, in connection to this song, uh, is reaction formation, which I believe is from Melanie Klein. Uh, but um, it's a uh, reaction formation is a defensive move, and I'll read just from Wikipedia, in which emotions and impulses which are anxiety-producing or perceived to be unacceptable are mastered by exaggeration of the directly opposing tendency, right? So um, it's, a, it's a defense mechanism where, wherein uh, if I, you know, if, if, say, I had a deep... Um, deep uh love for ryan and i was worried that it would be unrequited a a love deep enough to do 300 episodes of a of a podcast (laughs) you know uh but i worried i worried 
that the love was unrequited or it would be socially uh, unacceptable uh, for a variety of reasons. Maybe my own internalized homophobia, maybe because Ryan is is married and to my knowledge, not polyamorous. Uh, and, you know, like I'm, I'm so afraid of the rejection that uh, or the, the social opprobrium or um, or what have you. Right. Like this is a, a sort of unacceptable feeling, a, a uh, uh, intolerable feeling psychologically that I exaggerate the other uh, the other tendency and say, Brian, I hope you die. I hope we both die. I hope you die. I hope you die. I hope we both die. Right. And that, that like, there is this sort of thing in this, like, I don't love you anymore. Um, you say, you know, you sort of say that you say that because you sort of love each other too much. Right. In a way that, that, that is kind of intolerable because of the set, the set of internal or external pressures that you're under. Well, and that's what's also really interesting. And I think also what gets missed in the really reductive description of the, you know, kind of pair of self-destructive alcoholics in a damaged and damaging relationship piece is that it misses that there is love there, but it is also harmful at the same time. Right. And, and that, um, and and that it is and, and I, again I think what's really interesting about a lot of this is the ways in which there are t- the, the, it is described and understood right and and there are I, and I don't know if I'll get all of them by memory but just like the the kind of figures of speech right and the the uh, especially the the similes are just so on point throughout the album right I mean I guess one that kind of really jumped out at me always jumps out is um, international small arms traffic blues yeah sure right um, because it, it, it kind of, it, it also, it, it heightens extremely well. Right. That, um, and, and because like, all right, like it starts with my love is like a powder keg. Um, and then, and then, and, and this is when it actually does use re- repetition, right. In a somewhat kind of blues style. Right. Um, right. Is my love is like a powder keg. My love is like a powder keg in the corner of an empty warehouse somewhere just outside of town about to burn down. Right. Um, right. And, but then it kind of goes on. Right. And it's that my love is like a Cuban plane. My love is like a Cuban plane flying from Havana up the Florida coast to the glades, Soviet made. I think what's amazing is that, is that this gets then kind of, it's the meaning is more obscure, right. <laughs> right. Of the figure of speech. Um, and it's, uh, and, and if the first thing is true, what is it, it deepens and and becomes more complex and elusive um, as uh, with this with this layer, and then the third is our love is like the border between Greece and Albania, uh, and this is one of these wonderfully sung uh, lines right where it is made to work uh, rhythmically. Our love is like the border between Greece and Albania. Trucks loaded down with weapons crossing over every night. Moon yellow and bright. Um, and then the and then the the last little segment of the song, which breaks the pattern, is there is no sort there there is a shortage in the blood supply, but there is no shortage of blood. The way I feel about you, baby, can explain it. You got the best of my love. And it's I, I think that that idea of the way I feel about you can explain it 
you got the best of my love, right? If this is an attempt to explain, right? So there's a working through, um, and it's a working through that's progressively more both obscure and dire, <laughs> right? Um, in, in, in thinking at this level of kind of, of, of arms traffic, um, and, and kind of subterfuge and violence, um, and, and, um, kind of, like suppressed war, right? A cold war, right? Um, cold war. And, and, uh, and, and again, the kind of that, this kind of set of lyrics and images bring me this the idea of mutually assured destruction, right? Yeah. And the, like a powder, it's, it's, uh, you know, like with, with a simile, you sort of ask yourself, like, why is your love like this? Right? Like what, what is the, what is the basis for, for the implied comparison, uh, you know, in the, in the simile, right. And this goes back to like epic poetry, you know, um, which, uh, by the way, JD English major, you know, knows all, knows all this shit, right. Like is, is actually pretty well read and, uh, uh, you know, pretty highly literate and, uh, able to articulate the kind of the, the, so he's hip to literary techniques and, and things like this. So like, um, so he sort of knows it's not like uh it's not a goof, you know what I mean? It's not just because it's sort of <laughs> it's not just because it sounds good. There's the, you can trust that there's something going on. My God, he's America's best non hip hop lyricist. How many times do I have to say it mm. until you people understand? Um, you know, uh so like the 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 love is like a powder keg in the corner of an empty warehouse. And like and and this is one of those ones that like that uh does the um uh, you do well to do the Stanley Fish kind of temporal reading and sort of mm-hmm. like figure out how each successive mm-hmm. word or line uh, changes your understanding of what it means. My love is like a powder keg. Okay, uh, it's uh, it's put- it's potential energy, right? It could be right. you know, it could be uh, powerful. It could be bright, a big flash, a big bang, something like that. In the corner of an empty warehouse. Oh. Okay, so it's disused, it's or it's neglected, disused, uh, forgotten about, something like that. Somewhere just outside of town. Oh, so it's also remote, right? Mm-hmm. Like about to burn down. Oh, okay, <laughs> right? Like so, so this is this is complex. It's psychologically complex and it's literarily complex, right? Um, the the what is the warehouse and just outside of town, right? Like the 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 corner of the empty warehouse. The the warehouse is like the relationship, I think, right? And the uh, the um, town is is I think about isolation and kind of disconnection from community. So it's like a, it's a kind of very uh, highly involved relationship that's maybe not connected to a larger you know right. cir- circle right. of friends or support system or something like that. They just like right. just 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 like I you know an alcoholic couple who ups and moves to Tallahassee. Uh, right. You know, um, but then okay, so so the it's about to burn down. So the relationship is about to end. And my love is like the powder keg in that warehouse. The fire is not necessarily related to the powder keg, but the powder keg will exacerbate the fire, the destructiveness of it Mm. and the damage that it causes. So the love that I feel, if this relationship is doomed, the actual love that I feel for you, you know, is, uh, is actually going to make it worse. 
is going to make it the love that I feel is going to make this worse. Uh, and right. that's, you know, yes. right. And so, uh, so like that, you know, that's just one verse, but you could kind of go down. I love the Cuban plane and the detail of Soviet made. Um, right. but why is it flying from Havana up the coast to, to the glades, right? Like it's, it's drug smuggling or arms smuggling or something like that or, right? or people smuggling. Yeah, exactly. It's there, there, something's being smuggled. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a kind of illicit transaction. Um, and, and, uh, and also kind of like literally and figuratively kind of something under the radar, right? Like something below right. the, the level of notice yeah. or consciousness that is being, you know, that's being, uh, sort of transacted here. Uh, and then like our, and then our love is like the border between Greece right, and Albania, right. right? Like that it's not like Greece or Albania or like truckloads of arms, uh, trucks loaded down with weapons. Um, no, our love is like the border between Greece and Albania. It's, you know, I don't know, closed, right? The border between Greece <laughs> right. and Albania was closed uh, yeah. for a long time. And the only way things can get across is... Um, is like is Cuban planes and things like this, or trucks, or you know, illicit trucks, kind of going on back roads and and uh, uh, things. It's happening uh, at night, right? This is this is uh, illicit traffic. It's smuggling, right? And and so the only way, uh, the only way that any kind of back and forth, any kind of um, you know, uh, back and forth can be transacted in, in the relationship is, is illicit, uh, akin to international small arms trafficking. Right. And that's like, you know what? We all know those people. I mean, unless you are right. those people, if you don't know those people, you, you every, <laughs> if you don't know those people, everyone knows you. And that like, uh, you know, um, the, that, uh, and it's it's just such a it's such a beautiful um it's just such a beautiful uh and unusual and kind of unexpected way of of describing this particular knot right and uh and there's also like in in a love in a line like uh, the extended line of like our love is like the border between Greece and Albania um, right. and the two extra beats that go into that line like there's a sense of humor about it as well yes. which is yeah. which is so so wonderful you know Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's interesting. It is amazing to kind of think about this kind of in this kind of darkness and things are happening at night under the cover of darkness, how much of this album lives there. Right. And um, I I think there's a one that just comes uh, is is right just after this in the album or a few songs after this uh, is the last track, Alpha Rat's Nest. Right. That says, um, you know, the ah, the lengthening hours in the refinery, belching fire into the sky. We do our best vampire routines as we suck the dying hours dry. The night is lovely as a rose. If I see sunlight hit you, I am sure that we'll both decompose. Um, right. And then uh, and, it, and it kind of goes on. Uh, but then I then the kind of refrain. Um, and, and this is a song. Right. And, and if you, you've not somehow not listened to the album yet uh, and hear the description of these lyrics, you i think what you would imagine the song to sound like is very different right this is kind of this up tempo little little number um right and and it kind of closes on 
Um, this is very up up tempo kind of um, oh sing 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 for the dying of the day. Sing for the flames that will rip through here and the smoke that will carry us away. Yes, yeah, sing for the damage we've done and the worst things that we'll do. Open your mouth up and sing for me now, and I will sing for you. Um, right, and this idea of, I mean, again, it's this this kind of. In thinking about kind of creative destruction, um, it's, you know, when one day dies, another day is born. Right. Um, and uh, and and I think similarly, um, this idea of, you know, and, and kind of celebrating that end. Um, and, and I think that then and again, I, whether or not this is explicit, there is a little bit of what one of the days that is dying um you know this is you know the, the alpha that's alpha rat's nest and so i think that was the last written song with the alpha prefix right and so there is a little bit of the the day that is being the dying day is also kind of the you know the alpha couple cycle and the kind of you know the home recording cycle was kind of um, uh, happening. Um, you know, uh, what was I going to say? It was it was happening um, in, uh, in in all hail West Texas, right? Two thousand two is kind of this closing of that that chapter, sure. kind of that, that one uh, bookend. And so I see in this, but again, this is not a sad funeral, right? This is this is a Viking funeral, right? <laughs> um, right? Um, you know, and which is in, in that um, you know the the ship is pushed to sea and lit on fire, right? And uh, and 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 you really have that sense of um of of really that that kind of viking uh, funeral spirit and i think that you know i mean and 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 that that both all of these themes all kind of roads go through no children right yeah. <laughs> that is the, that is the the epic you know hymn of the viking funeral yeah absolutely um, is this album right <laughs> well that okay so let's let's go, let's do it i mean like it's we've been you know this has been uh, long enough uh, in the foreplay let's uh let's lock arms and roll around on the ground um the uh you know uh the structure of the song is is a is uh like a litany right and it's a it's a litany of hopes um i hope this i hope that i hope and i hope and i hope and i hope and i hope i hope you die i hope we both die uh i hope 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 you die i hope we we both die and and so there's a kind of manifest there's like i at the the most basic level there's a a disjunction between the idea of hopefulness which is generally positive and all the kind of hateful things um that uh are being hoped for i hope our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us uh i hope the fences we mended fall down beneath their own weight i hope the junkyard a few blocks from here someday burns down another fire right um and uh, uh, I uh, and I never come back to. Uh, I hope the rising black smoke carries me far away, and I never come back to this town again in my life. I hope I lie and tell everyone you were a good wife, which is so great. Like I hope I hope I lie and say a nice thing about you that we both know is not true in the future. You know, and then right. uh, I I hope you die. I I 
I hope we both die. And just the sort of the glee. It's also an up-tempo. It's an up-tempo number. It's in uh, 6-8. You know, it's got this kind of hooky. It's got this sort of piano hook uh, as an intro in between the verses and as an outro. Like, it's, it's uh, such, a peppy, such a peppy, hopeful little number. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it is interesting. It comes back to also the themes of kind of night, right, is um, in the second verse. Um, the Our friends say it's darkest before the sun rises. We're pretty sure they're all wrong. Um, and, and I think that that's also really interesting because even in this moment, Right in that line and in and in the chorus, right there's still a we there, and that's like that's what's like amazing and kind of ridiculous about it. Right, at the one hand, there is this like there's a, a directed um, animosity. Right, I hope you die, but then when you kind of read it temporarily, but then it's I hope we both die. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, and that that is that is that's that becomes different, and it's also, I mean. The line is really interesting because it's it's hoping for an inevitability <laughs> like, um, you know, it's it's like that is like hoping for gravity. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? because. Right. And, and, and it's implied, you know, that it is because it, it isn't modified. Right. It isn't. I hope you die now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you die soon. Prematurely. Yeah, or exactly. Fully <laughs> or in the way that you deserve. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's kind of it's it's odd to, to think about that is that it's like I mean, I think and it is interesting. Now, I'm not going to come up with an alternate theory of this album, but like in addition to the vampires, there are also zombies and ghosts um, on this album, right? That uh, there's the zombies from the um, the the New Orleans cemetery. Um, I forget where the ghosts are, but they are there. And so, what if this is actually? It's like it is actually in wishing this is actually hoping for freedom from damnation, right? And from from a kind of eternity right it's 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 like is the the like this would mean a lot differently if it were said to two characters uh in in Anne rice's um interview with a vampire right <laughs> when two vampires say to each other like i hope you die i hope we both die that is um that is hoping for this first the sweet release of death from um a a uh being damned to eternal life right and and i think that there is a little bit of that here of of kind of in this hope as much as there is this and especially as it is kind of performed in the various kind of cathartic incarnations um and you know group sings uh, sing is is about kind of you know rage and self-loathing there is a little bit because of the hope that is there there is a sense that that is is a relief right and, and that there is a sense of relief and release in in that death because it, it's it's setting free it's a set it's a, it creates freedom from that cycle um and kind of and it's an undoing of the knot yeah um that i mean it's interesting jd is a is a sort of self-proclaimed theist you know mm-hmm. he's an admitted theist you, you, sir, are an admitted theist, a confirmed theist, uh, and so the idea of sort of the idea of sort of death and afterlife, and like there, there is this sort of Christian redemption kind of thing in in uh, you know uh, this Christian redemption 
thing in his in his lyrics sometimes where there's where there can be a kind of purgative value to suffering you know there can be a kind of 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 uh of if not like if not like completely redemptive like heaven and shit it can be like there can be a kind of a usefulness or a a sort of um purification right that happens through suffering the the death is sort of a is is sort of a metaphor of that right like of the of this uh uh for the I don't know for a kind of for a kind of freedom, right? The a, a freedom from this mortal coil and all of its uh, uh, the 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 slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or or whatever, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's right. Um, and so it is, and it's but it's both of these things at the same time, yeah. right? Um, and it's it's and and again, that's what's that that duality is here through all of these songs. Right. So it's, it's, and it's something that I even, I think missed on earlier listens where it's like, um, I, I think in, in kind of younger me was, this is like, you know, the, the barn burner that is no children. And then a bunch of songs that were too depressing to really engage <laughs> with. Right. Um, yeah. But as you get, I mean, as you get older, you sort of right. realize, you know, you sort of realize the ways in which, um, the ways in which like compromise is the happy ending you know it's the it's the happiest ending right and like that the 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 sort of the absolutists you know end up like waking up in a bed in in a house that's on fire you know they're they're, you know their love is like their love is like a powder keg right um yeah where do, where yeah. do I want to go with this? Stella Adler said something about beauty. She was talking about Chekhov. I'm sure I've said it on some podcast before. For fuck's sake, we've had like 800 hours of podcast plus, on, <laughs> like with the supplementals and the book clubs and the stuff. We might be near a, th- a th- yeah, exactly the TV recaps. Like we might be near a thousand hours of overthinkers talking into microphones and like saving <laughs> saving it as a good then then we only need to do it for 9000 more hours and then we'll be we'll be good at it right we'll be we'll be then poised to take advantage of this whole podcasting thing <laughs> yeah it's uh, it'll be it'll be really good um the uh so the the uh i mean so the thing is um uh, she was talking about Chekhov and, and she was talking about beauty. Like everyone in Chekhov is always like moaning, bitching and moaning about beauty. Oh, it's so beautiful. This, oh, that it makes me sad. It's so, and there's this sense of the sublime and a, a kind of like aching an appreciation of it that still sort of aches, uh, in a not entirely unpleasant way, but a very, um, you know, uh, but a not entirely pleasant way either. And she talks about beauty as like the thing about beauty is that you can't have it all, right? You can't sort of encompass it, and you can kind of touch it. You can sort of feel around it. You're like the 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 blind man and the elephant, right? Like you can feel a certain aspect of it, or encounter, or experience a certain aspect of it, but you can't like encompass it. And and love is sort of the same way, right? Like it can't. Uh, it can't consume you. And now we're thinking about like, like Kierkegaard, right? Like despair is, is the sickness unto death, right? Like, but it can't, it can't actually kill you as much as you would like that consummation, that cathartic kind of moving, that kind of cathartic moving on that, that, that release that, you know, um, that like passage from this world uh, of of aches and pains and 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 petty concerns into the next, where you know where death shall have no dominion. Um, like you, you can't have that. Your love, your love can't 
do that to you. It can't transform you because you're still you, bent over, vomiting up the food poisoning that, uh, that you're giving yourself, right? And so actually the sort of moderation, <laughs> right, in adult uh, – uh, the, the moderation and compromise that comes about in you know healthy adult relationships is actually a feature, not a bug, right? It's not you know it's right. not that that it's right. It's this sort of non Romeo and Juliet style, you know, uh, you know, you know who hoped they died, hope they both died, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like um, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, this is a great album that has a connection to Romeo and Juliet, but it's no hopeless fountain king. <laughs> oh, oh, we're not going to top that. All right, that this was Tallahassee by the Mountain this Goats. Is, this is one couple that is bad at love. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, um, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to, uh, we, we would like, uh, I mean, you know, look, you don't have to, but (laughs) if you felt like celebrating the 300th episode of the, of the TFT podcast on overthinking it by sending us a, a, a thinly veiled passive aggressive compliment, (laughs) <laughs> you can do that on twitter at tft podcast on facebook uh theory for turntables there or in the comments on the show notes for this episode um this has been 300 hours of uh of tft <laughs> uh and uh alas we are not going to uh we are not going to burn up we're going to be back next week with uh with more albums from 1998 uh but Ryan until then I hope you die I hope we both die <laughs> <laughs>